A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. This is Cosplay Connection. We'll call it episode number five because that's truly what it is. Eddie Wilson on the phone now. I want to say hi to Robert Morgan, but we're going to call him Bob. Thanks for taking some time with us. Appreciate it. Hey, Eddie. How are you? Not too bad. Wanted to uh, get a guy on for a change with this Cosplay Connection thing. I know usually I think in the sense that I've been involved with it, just going as a spectator and trying to dress up and, and fit in, although it's uh-huh. not too difficult, uh, a lot of focus <laughs> is on the women, and that seems to be a lot of the attention and the draw. And, I mean, I guess the times have changed because this whole idea concept has been mostly a male-dominated thing, and the guys are no uh, slackers in terms of their costuming and that kind of stuff. And I think that's really where you come in. kind of want to know how you got started with it, and I think you also do some construction of your own costumes as well, no? I do, yes, I do. Yeah, I got started as a kid just playing around trying to emulate my heroes on TV. I was more into the, the knights and the Vikings and stuff. So King Arthur stuff? Yeah, King Arthur, any of the Viking movies that were on in the 70s and 80s. So we could even say uh, Clash of the Titans, maybe? Oh, yeah, I'm heavily influenced by that movie myself. And from there, it grew into what? I think I was trying to get in, like, learn the craft, metal crafting. Wow, okay. And try to make my own metal armor. It never really got further than a few helmets and some chain mail. Right. But then after that, it just kind of blossomed off of that into other fandoms, like Star Wars especially was a favorite. What, Bob, would you say was the first time you put together something that you made or decided, you know what, I'm going to dress up and go to this thing? A few years ago when I made my Thing costume, Ben Grimm of The Thing. The Thing. Oh, uh, I've uh, seen that on Facebook. Wow, that's unreal. I haven't seen it in person, and I wish I did. Yeah, it gets kind of hot to wear, so it's tough. Well, the material is, is what? It's just foam, like the foam you would buy at a fabric store. Yeah. And then just glued. Well, I just made like a subsuit, so it gives me some size because I'm not that big a guy, and I wanted him to be, you know, kind of a big dude. It's like two layers. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, he might not be all the tallest, let's say, but he's got some bulk, and he's got to be. He's the thing, for crying out loud. You know, he's the strongman of the Fantastic Four. Right. I tried to emulate the 70s version. I started reading comics as a kid, Yeah. and that was like one of my first comic books. I did get to meet Rich Buckler in the suit, which was kind of neat because he had drawn the cover of the first book that I had purchased as a kid. Do you remember what issue that might have been? Or? 166. Fantastic Four 166. Wow, that must have been really, like you said, really cool for yourself. Yeah, that was kind of neat. You know, it was like full circle. Now, when you say the 70s version of the thing, what did he look like uh, at that point? He wasn't as blobby looking as the 60s version. He didn't have that fire hydrant looking head. But in the 70s, that's classic. That's like trademark. That's how you know him the most uh, right. in that rock formation shape. I mean, maybe the shapes of the pieces are pretty similar and symmetrical mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I get that. And I was thinking, too, in terms of the 70s, what clothing that he wore. That's kind of changed, I think, over the time as well. 
Yeah, they made it easier for me, too, because I'm not really much of a sewer. I'm not too good with a needle and thread. So, right. you know, I just took a pair of triple X sweatpants and then just cut them into shorts. <laughs> there you go. And then, of course, sometimes if he wanted to, at least in some cases, kind of hide himself a bit, he'd have the trench coat with the hat on. Yeah, I would love to do that version of him, too. That's a third layer, then. That'd be meltdown inside for you, then, right? <laughs> exactly. Stand outside in the middle of winter. All right, so that was a few years ago, and like you said, it was when you were a kid, but where does that put you age-wise? Uh, I'm almost 50. And yeah. you're doing it because you love it. I mean, I can almost guess that without any hesitation. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I was always a creative person, so it was like a, an outlet for that, and it forces you into, you know, like, I don't sew, but, or I don't sew so well. That's even a term, but uh, yeah. but it forces me to do those things, and I, it's challenging. And I like bring what I have in my head out into form. Well, I think from what I've seen, whether it's been on Facebook or in person, you've done well. Oh. And I'm guessing that if you want to, you can tell us if there have been some things where this is not going to work, this is not happening, you know, forget this one. God, yeah, that yeah. happens all the time with me. <laughs> um, what I do remember is meeting you in costume for the first time was in the Daredevil costume. You want to tell us a little about that? Oh, yeah, that was supposed to be my first because he was a favorite of mine. Batman was always a favorite of mine, and it was before the show came out, so it was someone you wouldn't have seen too often. Yeah. And that one was just basically finding a red suit online and then just cutting it to shape, trying to weather it down so he looked more of a rough-and-tumble guy. I liked the look of the, um, like he had gotten in a fight, you know? Like sort of a little scuffy, not, of course, shiny red type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it exactly. fits very well. It's a form-fitting outfit, costume, and what it really got me, of course, might have been part of what the accessories, let's say the billy club, you had that strapped down to your leg, and also the eyes doing that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the billy club was fun. Sometimes they give me a little trouble bringing that in. <laughs> yeah, you would think just the sharp objects, but no, it's something like that as well, because that's construed, of course, and not incorrectly, as a, as a weapon. Yeah. What would be, would you say, Bob, the other range of costumes that you've done and been out with? I have a Stormtrooper kit. That was a big part of um, me getting into it, too, mm -hmm. the group of the 501st. So you've become part of that? I still am. I'm not as active as I used to be in it ever since I found, like, all other different forms of the fandom. Yeah. Cosplay. And I, I know. so much time, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. You have to have a real job to support this, if nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. What would you say if people are not sure what the 501st is and uh, if you know how many people you think are in it? It's a worldwide Star Wars Empire-based fan group. You know, it's like one of the preeminent Star Wars fan groups, that and the Rebel Legion, where they do the good guy side. There's pretty much um, a presence in every state and even broken up into little, uh, if you have a big state, there's probably a chapter or a garrison or a squad. It's amazing. Local. It just yeah. says something about the power. I mean, 40 years ago is when it all started, and yeah. this is what, you know, and it's still going strong. I know. Any idea what the numbers are, at least when you go to a show? Sometimes they have more of a presence than others, depending on if Peter Mayhew's in town. Sure. Con, they'll roll out the red carpet for him, and they're doing all kinds of charity work. If I remember the um, the 501st correctly, and I think the first time I had seen them could have been at the East Coast Comic Con in New Jersey, and I guess, well, they bring quite a few materials with them, and one being the uh, trash compactor scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that at Granite Con. Is that the only thing that they bring around, do you know, or other sets like that? I think it's depending on the garrison, unless it's like through Disney or Lucasfilm when they bring some of their stuff in or something. And it's such a great photo op, too. 
That's exactly right. Yeah, especially when you have other characters that are in some kind of costume, whether it's an Obi-Wan or a Leia. Yeah. Any future projects, things you want to get to uh, work on? Or? There's always something. My buddy, Bill Conman, he does a, a mean Doctor Doom, but I kind of want to have a mask of my own. <laughs> okay. So I might try doing that, and if it comes out, I may or may not do the whole suit. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's let's depart. Uh, we're actually kind of on a tangent. Ask about uh, the Wolf Pack. Okay. And who's in it, and where can we usually find uh, you characters? Yeah, um, just a group of friends, and just happen to call ourselves the Wolf Pack. It's Scarlet Fly, Jessica Toki, Tim Wiley, and myself. Gotcha. And then there's other friends that are involved too, but that's the core. Which, yeah. I don't know if you know, I, at some point I think I put on Facebook, graphic novel of The Wolf Pack, which was, I think, a mid to late 80s uh, Marvel graphic novel. And I don't know if that's where the name came from. They I were, don't know where the name came from, actually. They were kind of a, a, a street gang. Jessica came up with it. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember sometimes Wolf Pack kind of do a theme. Was it the Hunger Games? That's it. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Hunger Games Challenged. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so I didn't know when I saw you. I think it was at Super Mega Fest a year or two, probably a couple years ago now, that you were there. Yeah. Where can we find you? What shows do you like to frequent? Super Mega Fest, Connecticut. In Connecticut? Yeah, the one at Boxwood. Terrific Con is one? We did that one last year, but we're going to do the other one. They moved the Hartford one to the casino. Okay. So. Those are mostly Connecticut-based ones that you, you go to? Yeah. Usually stay local. Yeah, for the travel and the overnight stay kind of thing, right? Yeah. Sure. Maybe the New York Comic Con in October? Yeah, I did the New York for the first time. That was two years ago. And that was, I, I did bring Ben Grimm. I brought him back home. <laughs> he had a lot of good fan reaction. How can you not? With that character, he is endearing. Yeah, it was worth the sweat. <laughs> That's the payoff, though, the reactions, the photos. And then just being out, like, because we stayed a few blocks away and walking down the street in the, the costume was priceless. Sure, <laughs> no question. And maybe a chance to cool off a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, it's it October, was a, so, yeah, exactly, yeah, right. It was a nice breeze. <laughs> hey, listen, Bob Morgan, thanks very much for talking about your cosplay. Oh, you're welcome, Eddie. Anytime. We'll see you out there.